Hello everyone, Pat Ziemer here with MagnaWave for the Tuesday edition of the MagnaWave Office Hours. We're just about a week away, a week and a half away basically from the MagnaCon, going to be on June 9th, 10th, and 11th. So it looks like all the tickets are spoken for and we're excited getting things set up for the virtual side of the event and certainly the in-person uh, live event that we're going to be having at the same time. So we're very excited about that. If you have any questions about that today, please let me know. I'd be happy to answer any of those questions that you may have. As you know, we come to you each week uh, live to answer your questions, to visit with you, and to make sure that we're up to speed uh, with regard to what you want to know. If you'd like to talk with me, all you got to do is text your name to 502. 414-3436, 502-414-3436, and I will call you back, and we can have a live discussion about what it is that you might want to discuss. We always like doing that because it seems to give us better interaction. We go deeper into what the questions may be and try to get everything answered uh, from that perspective. I did have a carryover question from last week. How does MagnaWave affect a horse with parasites? Well, that's a very good question and a very tricky question. And if we're talking about uh, uh, EPM, where their parasites are involved and they attack the nerve system and they cause a lot of pain and a lot of uh, trouble to the horse, uh, there are two different schools of thought. For the longest period of time, we would wait until after the veterinarian's uh, medication uh, had been able to take hold and do its job. Some veterinarians now believe that they like to give the medication and then treat the animals at the same time. The one thing that we do watch out for when you have parasites and they're attacking quite often by virtue of the pulsing of the machine, uh, it's not the kind of thing that you're going to do just one time and get the result that you're looking for. If the parasites are gone and we want to help them break down and be moved, removed from the body, then the uh, increased oxygenation that we're allowed to help the body have can help that decay process and clearing things out and cleaning the body. If they're dormant and they're still there and, and if you treat them just one time, you may move them a little bit. And so now they're irritating another part of the nerve or of where they're at in the body and that can kind of prolong the situation. That's why quite often in the past, we've had horses that have had EPM and sometimes they never really fully recover from that. There's always having issues. And we find that we have to treat those animals continually in order to keep them at their best game and in order to have them having the relief and the abilities that they want. Now, if there's another uh, form of, of thought in the uh, um, whole situation with the with the parasites basically again if they're if they're dead you want to help them be removed then that's one thing that the magna wave can help do uh, help facilitate if you will so that's kind of where that goes but i don't know specifically what they're talking about when they say parasites again if it's epm we've kind of been there in this in this brief discussion. If it's more than that, then we maybe need to talk about it further. Perhaps you can talk to the veterinarian, find out what type of parasite uh, you're having and what's going on. We can talk about that and then maybe talk about with the veterinarian and come up with the best way to approach uh, that type of situation in order to have the results that you're looking for when utilizing uh, the MagnaWave for various uh, indications. 502-414-3436. If you have a question for me, just send me a text. I will call you back and we can have a discussion about what it is that you'd like to talk about. Again, MagnaCon, June 9th, 10th, and 11th. A lot of folks coming in. We're very excited about a lot of stuff happening. And of course, uh, got a lot of people with us today. Let me have a look here and, and see who's with us. If we got any questions in the comments section, Dion's with us, John's with us. Hey, John, uh, let's see, CE update. I'm gonna try to get to that for you. Uh, Lacey's with us and uh, Becky's with us this morning. Linnea is with us, uh, Alicia is with us this morning also. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for being with us. If you have a question, you can post it right there in the chat box on Facebook or in the YouTube chat box and they will come up to me so we can have a look at them. Or again, as I said, you can post them um, 
uh, you can send me a text to 502, let me go back over here and get that, 502-414-3436, and I will give you a call back, and we can have a very good discussion about what it is that you want to talk about. John's asking about the CE situation on some of the devices that are coming into Europe. I've had no update on that recently, John. I will get at that again today for you. Um, uh, frankly, I don't understand why we haven't got all of that totally squared away with the European processes. Um, but we, as you know, we've been working on it and, and uh, they keep telling me that we're there, but I don't quite get the uh, full resolve there. So I will get into that again further and get an answer back to you as soon as we can. Um, so that's where we are with, with those types of things. You have a question? please post it and we'll have a look. If you'd like to discuss something, uh, please give me a call. Let's see, San Francisco Bay Area, that's good. Let me come down here at the end. Oxford, Michigan, Minnesota, great. A lot of good places, uh, Calistoga. Hannah's there with us from Calistoga. And of course we have folks that are with us. Emily's with us on CastBox. Emily, thank you for being there this morning and then helping out uh, as you do so well. And uh, Chris is back this week. He was moving last week and was out of the office. So he's back in the back in the saddle and ready to go. So we're excited about that. Again, if you have a question, please post it and I will be more than happy to have a look and uh, give you the answer to the question that you're looking for. Um, just curious where you've located in, hey, oh, someone's asking Hannah where she's at in Northern California. Uh, okay, that's a good question and uh, we hope to get that answered for you at the time. Okay, let me come over here to voice and see if we've had any contact. Um, nope, no questions over there at this point. We've had a little trouble with our technical signal this morning. It seems to be holding thus far. I don't see myself locking up on the camera and I presume that the audio is okay at this juncture. We doing okay there, Chris? Everything sound all right? And Yep, so we're good. All we need is a little interaction from you, our customers who would have a question that they might like to have answered that maybe I can, uh, um, greetings from Pennsylvania, MagnaCon ready. That's Kim, that's good. We're glad that you're, uh, ready for that. Give you a little update on what's going on in Pennsylvania. As we know, we discussed that last week. Uh, they came out with a directive that they were going to uh, pick up or really are they uh, trainers who were not qualified and were not using veterinarians for uh, shockwave treatments needed to remove their devices and not have them on the track if they had devices or not bring any devices onto the track that were not operated in the proper fashion by a veterinarian. Now, in that whole process, they included MagnaWave and Beamer, as well as other PEMF devices in the same category as shockwave devices. Well, we reached out to uh, the, the powers that be in Pennsylvania with the racing board and uh, the AOPP did the same and has responded to them and their response thus far has been very favorable. Uh, what they really want these people to do is to keep the, the uh, racing commission abreast of what type of equipment they have and that they do have the proper training to utilize the equipment. And, uh, and my whole rub was our devices are nowhere near, do not fit in the same category as shockwave devices. Uh, and our, our whole goal with them was we cannot be lumped into that. And if you do that, we will fight that in any way we can. Hence the AOPP has been involved. Uh, we've attained legal counsel to make sure that they get the message that we don't want to be classified as shockwave devices and we want to, but yet we want to uh, work properly uh, through the trainers that are there and the practitioners that are at the racetrack there and racetracks in Pennsylvania that they are following the rules. Uh, heretofore, uh, what we would do if someone was at parks or at a racetrack in Pennsylvania, uh, they would supply their certificate of training, their uh, MagnaWave certification uh, to the racing board and uh, the stewards, and then they would uh, show that they've received the training and then they know what they're doing with the devices. And they've allowed us to use the devices in that fashion since 2014 when this whole question first came up. So uh, when I spoke with them personally, which I did last Friday, their whole thing was they wanted to get the horseman's attention. And so they wrote a pretty strict uh, direction as to what they were going to do. And that certainly riled everyone up. And then they started to have some additional meetings with the horsemen so they can all be on the same page with what equipment they're using it, when they're using it. The other directive that the uh, 
uh, commissioners wanted or the stewards wanted was to not provide some therapies uh, on race day, day of the race. And, and that's been going on for in California for a number of years. Other racetracks have done the same things. In Kentucky, there is no ruling at this point that you cannot use some therapies on the horses on race day. But the state veterinarians and the veterinarians on the track have kind of just been moving in that direction, not to use uh, our types or other types of therapies on the day of the race. And we and most people have been adhering to that in Kentucky for a number of years. So if that's where they're heading in Pennsylvania, that's fine. And that'll be a good thing. And there's nothing wrong with making sure that everyone's playing fairly. And a lot of discussions about that lady, but lately, but uh, that everyone's playing according to the rules and uh, operating accordingly. So that's the update. And uh, they told me that we'd get back together this week and talk further after they had additional meetings with the horsemen at parks and other racetracks in Pennsylvania. So I'll keep you up to speed on that as that develops. But that's exactly where we are at this point in time. Let's see. We do have looks like a couple of questions here. Um, best advice for a poisonous snake bite, uh, mild treated cellulitis, cellulitis on a horse's hock. Been doing sessions for a week every three days. Does drain during the session using HydroWave before MagnaWave and my LZR is being repaired. So waiting for it uh, on the horse so I can use it when it uh, has been returned. Uh, poisonous snake, you want to make sure they're going to give you something to as an anecdote, uh, antidote or whatever they want, uh, whatever the veterinarian recommends. But quite often there's a lot of inflammation and swelling at the site of the bite. And you want to make sure that you're not going to do anything to move any additional poison into the system. So you want to be very clear that the vet is happy that that's under control and then come back to clear up the area where the bite occurred to get rid of inflammation, help it heal. So on and so forth, and and uh, <clears throat> certainly work with the veterinarians on whatever medications they're providing that you can potentially help enhance their results with those types of medications to keep the animal comfortable and to make sure that the circulation is good, good blood oxygenation. All of that is beneficial to the recovery. You know, resilience has become a key word in a lot of these types of situations, and they're talking. I read an article last week about the key to longevity. And, and living a, a longer life is the resilience, how your body uh, rebuilds itself, how resilient it is to the things that are bombarding it, whether that be chemicals or uh, pollution or whatever it is, or, or what you do physically in, in order to get your muscles to come back, to recover, and to recover in a healthy manner and to have good oxygen. All that is very important. And so resilience has become a key word or becoming a key word in health and wellness and longevity. And we've, we've known about that from the beginning. When I first started, our whole deal was help my horse run faster, run fast longer, jump higher, have better range of motion. And then it kind of started flipping. As we got more machines out there, people started realizing that my horse performs and it's sore. I want to help it recover so it's ready to go. I don't want to say sooner all the time, but help it recover so it can be relaxed and have a good recovery period before its next uh, next. Uh, request for to compete, jump, race, whatever it may be. So the resilience of recovery is becoming very important. And we play a key role in that in helping the animals feel better, helping them be good, good blood flow, good oxygenation, which helps rejuvenate all the muscles and keep everything in place. That kind of folds down to where we talk about the professional athletes that we quite often deal with. The more rapidly we can get at an issue to help keep it from becoming inflamed to the point of additional damage, the, the quicker we can get a recovery that everyone's looking for. And good recovery provides resilience. Resilience provides good health and uh, wellness that can last a long time. So that's kind of the, the background there as, as we uh, look for that. But certainly in this poisonous sake situation, uh, talk with the veterinarian and uh, make sure that you're comfortable with what's, uh, have, what's going on. Uh, Terry asked a question. I've had a lot of people ask me why on the MagnaWave website, it does not say much about people. It's mostly horses. Is there an area they can look up info that relates more to people? 
That's a great question, Terry. And uh, where we are with that is we we're working very hard to be understood and recognized by the FDA. We're registering our machines with the FDA. We want to get uh, the various manufacturers, as we discussed a little bit earlier, wanting to get approval by Health Canada and the CE mark to be able to take the devices into Europe and Australia and, and other countries. And so we have to be very careful because people and, and a competitor of ours, uh, the Beamer company kind of rhymes with Zemer, but uh, uh, they've had some trouble because people have made some claims saying uh, what they feel the devices do. And the FDA comes in and says, unless you are, have a 510K or unless you've done this, you cannot make any claims. And so, but in the veterinary world, we can talk about things that have happened and how devices have been used because FDA registration or, or FDA clearance is not required at this point in the veterinary world. A lot of veterinarians want devices and a lot of people want devices that have been taken down the FDA road with regard to clearance or approval or registration. And, and uh, for example, there are not many devices, I don't think there's any, except one of ours in the United States that has actually registered the type of device that we have, that we have registered with the FDA, which we did about a month ago with, with one of the devices. And so we're really working closely to do that. We're safety testing all the equipment, everything. We're asking the manufacturers to make sure it's safety tested. We're involved in those, in those tests to make sure that everything comes through. And of course, you know, we're doing studies, for example, with Dr. Larry Lyons at uh, University of Colorado for concussions. And we're working very hard to be, to not say something that we can't say or shouldn't say, but we don't want to project things uh, in that in that accordance. So we're working to develop uh, a human application website that meets all the guidelines of the FDA. And then of course, MagnaWave and what we're doing is more centered around the veterinary side of things at this point. And we're, we're trying to work very clearly uh, with regard to what we can say and how we disseminate that information. So we stay on the right side uh, of, of the FDA. They kind of come after some companies. Uh, we received communication from them last June and July that we followed through with. We went and we tell our practitioners all the time where to make claims, where not to make claims, what you can say, what you put on your brochures, what you don't put on your brochures. But that's pretty much it. And, and the reason that stuff is happening or the reason those things, for example, the deal in, in Pennsylvania, the reason that some of these things come up is because there is a lot of equipment out there today. Not only MagnaWaves, but other, other companies making PMF equipment, but the laser world has jumped up uh, providing more and they're really watching the, the, the lasers, class four lasers or class three lasers, two different things, two different requirements to operate them and, and what claims people make and, and that type of thing. So that is why you're seeing on the MagnaWave site being tailored more to the veterinary space, which is where it's been for years and years, but we really are trying to not have any crossover to where someone thinks that, well, we're saying it here, that means we're saying it there, and that means the FDA thinks you're talking about claims and you're gonna heal things, da-da-da-da-da-da, and we don't wanna get in trouble for that. We, we just wanna make sure that everything is done properly. So that's the case there. Uh, Lane is busy, couldn't be with me today, but could kind of address that further as to where we're going with the, with the veterinary side and the human side, but where I just wanna tell you that our ultimate goal is to, on the veterinary side as well, is to have things that are FDA registered, devices that are FDA registered, devices that are safety tested, and, and uh, we, we don't wanna make claims that are inappropriate or not correct, and so we're really watching that very closely, and as I said, some companies have been They've been made not to import stuff into the states. Some companies have been directed to stop selling until they clean up their their situation uh, with the FDA and as to what they've said or what they've what they've implied. And so that's why uh, it's just changing because there's so many more devices out there. As I've said a million times or a bunch of times when I started, when I started, there were just a few machines east of the Mississippi River. Well, as you know, today there are thousands and, and they're, they're more widely accepted every day. And, and the, the scope of what they, where they can be used are small animals and large animals and bovine and pigs and all this kind of stuff, turtles and, and raptors and eagles all of these things that we're using these devices for 
very successfully is is coming from that uh, acceleration and development of the whole process. And people talk about that. They say, well, are there uh, are there too many machines? And that's funny. I mean, there was three or four years that I would go to Wellington and some of these places and I was the only person with the machine or maybe one or two more or somebody would travel there. Then it got to where one year there were, I think there were seven or eight or 10 machines at the Wellington over the winter. And people said, oh, my gosh, uh, that we, we, there's no work for me. And, uh, you know, it's saturated. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, there's 50,000 horses down there. And one person can only do so many horses in a day, which means they can only do so many horses in a week, which means when they have repeat horses, they can't really expand what they're doing. They're busy and they're doing it. It comes down to how you sell yourself, how you believe, and 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 people become more educated. And then they start wanting to bring these alternative therapies, integrative therapies into their barns, into their facilities for their animals or, or their riders, whatever they're going to do. And so it just continues to to flow. But with that growth, as uh, people start paying attention and they start saying, hmm, how does this fit? How should it fit? You know, you've heard me tell a story. When I first started, I was a crazy guy dragging this gray box around behind me and nobody knew what it was. And then it became kind of, well, that's kind of voodoo. He, he, whatever he's doing, it's voodoo. Doctor, and they were some of them were in uh, Tampa. I remember a couple of vets were calling me Dr. Voodoo. And, and then it became, well, you know, it's working. It's doing something, but it must be illegal. It can't be right. Uh, I don't know what it's doing, but we got to figure that out. And then it became, you know what? It's really working and it is uh, natural and it is uh, backed up with science. I mean, there's hundreds of studies that you, thousands of studies over the years uh, that you can go to WebMD and different places and, and find the studies and see what they've been done, what's been done. And then you have to qualify that to various machines, which opens up a whole new can of worms about the different types of machines and the strengths and so forth. But bottom line is it works and it's continued to work. And now because there's a lot of us working with it and growing with it, there are questions from uh, regulatory boards as to how it fits, where it should fit. And of course, I've worked for that for years to try to get it recognized to where people understand where it fits, how it fits and so on. So that's uh, that's what's going on there. I hope that answers your question about the involvement with the uh, between the veterinary side and the human side, and we'll get more uh, to that. Let's see. Let me come here. Mississippi. Hello, Maureen. Thank you so much. Um, let's see. A few weeks ago, you mentioned the difference between MagnaWave and TENS unit. I've had I've read things online, but your words explained it better. Would you repeat your short explanation? Well, Terry, I'll do my best. Um, MagnaWave is a magnetic field. It presents a magnetic field that penetrates all the way through the body. It penetrates the, the bone, the tendon, the cartilage, the soft tissue, the muscle, everything. And so it can help nourish with energy all of those areas that it penetrates through. If you're doing a shoulder or if you're doing an elbow or a knee or a hock, or whatever it may be, or you've, if you got a pad on your back, it'll penetrate all the way through your body and just put a lot of energy, good energy into that area to aid in allowing the body to better heal itself. A TENS unit, and when I say TENS, it's a pain relief unit, and it is specific to typically a group of muscles. So they'll put pads where they want it to operate. Let's say it's on the shoulder, and so this thing will, will work on the shoulder, uh, putting an electrical charge, actual electrical charge into the body. You'll put uh, a gel onto the surface, put the pads, or set the set the device that's got the, the metal uh, uh face plates on them and they will do a specific muscle group to relieve pain and that's fine in those general areas but they're not penetrating through the bone through the tendon through the cartilage they're working typically on a specific area to try to relieve pain in in that area microcurrent on the other hand is very similar to tens but it's really its function is to help heal and repair. And a lot of those devices are approved to help cellular healing, cellular repair in those areas. Microcurrent is not normally looked upon as a pain relieving device like TENS is looked upon as a pain relieving uh, device. Our device will do the same as both of those. It Again, it penetrates the whole area, puts the energy in there, allows for good blood, up, a blood oxygen uptake or an increase in the uptake of oxygen in the system, which is very good for 
the healing part principles of the body. It improves the blood flow. As you know, you can see on the website in various places after 15 minutes treatment, the blood is, doesn't look like a stack of quarters anymore. It looks like little blood vessels moving around through the body. And so that's the difference between the TENS microcurrent and MagnaWave and other PEMF devices. Great question. Uh, thank you for, for asking. Uh, let's see if there's any other questions. Let me come over and see if anybody has put a question in. Ah, Leila, uh, Leila is, she told me last week how to do that. And she wants to see, um, let's see if Leila is available. Posted on the WUVA site regarding asking practitioners to submit before and after photos or also they are questions about posting regarding testimonials, looking for more attendees to reply to questions posted on Whova app. And if you're coming to the MagnaCon, uh, you'll receive information on the Whova app. The Whova app is a place where you can go, ask questions, communicate with the other people who are there virtually and people who are there at the event live or in person. So it's a great place to get a lot of questions answered and have conversations. So if you're coming, Get the Whova app, uh, put it on your phone, Get go to the MagnaWave area because it'll tell you who's got meetings on the Whova app and you'll be able to uh, participate in that in that fashion. Um, let's see. She's working. Um, Layla Nee. Let me see. Let me get Layla Nee on the phone. Let's see if it'll ring up. Here we go. Good morning. Aloha. Aloha, Leila Ni. <laughs> oh, oh, you got it. Thank you for calling back. Yes, we're so excited to come. I'm in Hawaii right now, but it's going to be a long two days to get there. But my question was, uh, the WOVA app is just amazing. And uh, I've just been learning so much just from all the practitioners that have sent in responses. And so one of them is the testimonial question. Correct. And also photos of before and after. You know, they, they'd like to share uh, because a lot of people want to put together maybe a, what they call, you know, a brag book or testimonial sure. book. Absolutely. Uh, so if any, everybody can go to the site, we'd really, you know, appreciate it. Yeah. No, that's great. I really appreciate you bringing that up and because and, that got me to speak about it today. And again, if folks are coming, they need to get the Whova app and uh, sign in, log in and uh, enjoy the communication that's going on there. And I understand it's incredible and uh, people are, are enjoying it and learning a lot. Yes, especially for us because, you know, we're newbies, so to get all this, you know, from a lot of the people that have been with you for a while, it's just been like, you know, it's just a training in itself because they really have just been putting some wonderful answers. So thank you, Pat. I look forward to seeing you. Aloha. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So that was Leilani. <laughs> Now that I'm reading it, she spelled it out for me. And last week we went over that. But uh, we are excited. I'm sure she does have a nice long flight to get here from uh, from Hawaii. And we've had folks coming over from Europe before. And uh, from and as you know, she's coming from Hawaii. And certainly folks have come in from Canada, uh, South America. And we're just looking forward to everybody that comes in. And it's such a learning experience. And, and the virtual, you know, we had to go virtual last year. But that just opened up the gates to be able to get for folks to get a lot of good questions answered. And I'm amazed every day. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I've been around PEMF since 2002 and have uh, learned a lot, forgotten a lot, uh, relearned a lot, uh, made some mistakes and made a lot of good moves. And, and uh, but at the same time, uh, when, when all of you folks come in as experienced practitioners and I see the questions that people pose and I see the answers that they're receiving from other practitioners, it, it really is enlightening to me because it just shows that, that people are working so hard to become masters at the, uh, the craft that they've, that they've decided to pursue in PEMF and light therapy, many of them. And it just really is exciting to see the answers. And, and uh, I, I don't have the answers. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just a person like all the rest of you and I've learned and I've done it and I've been able to to learn some and share some information encourage you to go out and do more and learn and share like uh, Leonani was talking about with the uh, testimonials and how people can work together on that that's that's the thing that we can do and that kind of takes me back a little bit to the question about the uh, the FDA and why the the animal side and the human side when we have testimonials and and they're on there and and 
people can take that same testimonial and they can revert, they can apply that to any other mammal or any other type situation that they're, that they're in. And, but that's also where we have to be careful, where we can have make testimonials and third party testimonials are fine. They're legal and they're, they're, they're establishable. And, but at the same time, we don't, we can't cross that line. We have to, we have to keep, until we get devices, which we are there, we have the registered devices now, we have devices that we're taking even further with regard to uh, testing and, and studies and so forth. And, and when we get to a point that we'll be allowed to make specific claims as to what the devices will do, we will certainly do that and tell you what you can claim and what you can go forward with. But that's kind of where all of that has, uh, has come from. So if you'd like to talk with me, 502-414-3436, give me a a text with your name and I will certainly call you back and we can uh, get your questions answered at that point. Let's see if there's any other new uh, questions. Fredericksburg, Virginia. Hello, Sarah. Uh, Northern Lights is with us. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much. What is the difference between the B2 machine and the Pulse Pro? Well, the B2 is is really more of a, it's based on specific, now, and this is going to get confusing, but it, it produces signals. Let me put it this way so I don't use, the, use a term that people can, can ask about and, and ask a bunch of questions. So the B2 produces signals in such a fashion that it can, it can provide relaxation for sleep, it can provide stimulation to get your mind thinking better and going uh, like that. It can provide, there are, there's the delta, theta, um, alpha, beta, and gamma. Gamma is an area that we don't talk about a lot in the United States, but it's an area that the monks and people like that who get into deep meditation and really get into things that they'll go into the gamma, state of gamma and the gamma frequencies, if you will, or the gamma-based signals. Now, the way we produce the signals for the B2 is it's a, it's a cadence of magnetic signals. And so they'll be going, and if you listen to the B2, you can hear it. It'll go click, 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 And that is producing a particular vibration, if you will, of signals that is said to affect the body in that fashion. And in my case, for example, I've been using the B2 for uh, a few years now and I sleep with it. I have one of the settings that will run for eight hours. And so I will use it. And and as you know, I've had some issues with my prostate over the years. So there's a period of the evening or through the night that I will actually place it under my buttocks and in, in order to put some good magnetic energy into that area for the health and well-being of, of my prostate or for anyone's prostate uh, at that at that fashion and, and at that situation. And, and so uh, that's how, let me turn this phone off, if you will. And, and that's how I use it. So it's, again, it's got the um, five different settings and then you can sweep, for example, de- Delta and Theta are for relaxation and resting sometimes and i switch them one night i'll do delta one night i'll do theta one night i would it's called a sweep where i'll put it on the center and it sweeps through delta and theta and you you get to the point that you you know it helps you relax helps you sleep helps give you good blood oxygenation and but it's a longer period the b2 is very low power now it's higher power much higher power than some of the blankets and things you see out there that are generating maybe three to 30 gauss worth of delivery, the lowest setting on the B2 is like 500 Gauss. So we're giving a good amount of Gauss energy delivery to the body uh, with the B2. If I've got to work when I've written some of the areas of the books that I've participated in, or if I got something I need to write, I'll quite often run it in alpha or sometimes beta, which kind of gives you a charge, kind of fires you up. You don't want to go to bed and put it on beta. And for sure you don't want to go to bed and put it on gamma because you'll be up all night uh, thinking and I'm up all night thinking and worrying about things as it is. So I, I go delta and theta in order to uh, get the relaxation that I'm looking for. The Pulse Pro is a machine much more powerful. Gets up into the seven and nine thousand Gauss delivery area for a lot of energy into an area where you may have a sports injury and you want to get a lot of energy in there quick and you want to get rid of the inflammation and you want to help the blood flow be improved. That's where the Pulse Pro is almost instant 
instantaneous. You can take that Pulse Pro and treat a sore elbow, and it feels better right now. With the with the B2, it's not going to necessarily feel better right now because it's a much lower powered machine, but it has a specific application for how it can be used. And that's the basic difference between the Pulse Pro and the B2. And it's the same thing when you look at the Pulse Pro or the Julian or the Max or the Maya devices as to where they are on the power level and the versatility. The Pulse Pro gives you more versatility to be able to have more energy where you need it, in that knee, on that foot, wherever it is that you're wanting to use that device in that fashion. So that is the primary difference between the B2 and, uh, um, and the, and the uh, Pulse Pro. Okay. Um, someone, Maureen's avoiding the Whova app. I thought it was for questions regarding the MagnaCon event. It seems to be morphing into a replica of the certified F, uh, Facebook group. And Mag that could be, Maureen, that's a great question. And we, and we want to keep things as organized as possible and not get too many slivers going on. We want to try to stay focused. It, it just seems that the app is very valuable during MagnaCon. And, uh, but some people have continued to use it and they are able to get into it uh, earlier. Great question. And we will certainly uh, take a look at that as well. Let's see, what's the Gauss output of the Semi and the Maya? Well, the, the Semi gets into the 3000 Gauss area when using the paddle. Uh, the Maya will get up into the seven, 8000 Gauss uh, levels. Uh, so it's a much more powerful machine than the uh, semi. Uh, the semi, I would say the semi is probably 60% uh, of the strength as of the Maya. And, and that's kind of how they are. It's, it's a lesser expensive machine. It's a little not, it's not as strong as the Maya, but it does produce a high, num a high amount of Gauss. Using the wave wings uh, on an animal, on a horse or something, uh, the semi is, uh, I remember when we first came out of it, came out with it, we thought, well, you know, this is fine. It's going to be a good support vehicle and so forth. And, and, uh, but the Max is the way to go or the Maya. There are people who are on this call today who've established their business utilizing the semi and applying it and using it very effectively in their veterinary uh, practices, or even if they're treating uh, some themselves or others uh, with the device as well. So that, that is the primary difference between the semi and the, the Maya. The Maya is one of the stronger devices in the line and the semi is one of the uh, lower devices, certainly much higher than the B2 we were talking about, but uh, you're in the 3000 Gauss area as opposed to the seven, eight, and 9,000 Gauss uh, delivery from the Maya or the Max or the Pulse Pro or the Julian uh, accordingly. Now understand, and I just want to just throw this in there while I'm having this conversation. The reason I've given some various numbers is because each attachment by virtue of its size, how it is wound and concentrated will affect or actually um, impact the gauss that's delivered. So the paddle, sometimes you don't, you don't feel it, but the paddle is producing more gauss than anything that we have. It doesn't always feel as intense as maybe the butterfly or the large loop. And part of that's because it's doing a very small area of uh, stimulation of the tissue, whereas the loop does more. So you'll see more movement with the large loop than you will with the paddle, but yet the paddle is delivering much more energy. We kind of had that same conversation with the Maya over the Max. The Max is a sharper signal, so you feel it. So you may not turn it as high as you would perhaps the Maya, which you can turn higher because it's a softer signal. Same type of signal, very rapid up, very rapid down and it stops. It's the, de it's the, de it's the uh, decay of the signal where the, uh, um, the, the doctors have found the, the best healing properties in these types of devices. Okay, so let's see. Um, let me see. Okay, I'm looking to see if you have any other questions. Human hives and MagnaWave, how do I approach it? Well, you know, hives are inflammation. Uh, they're caused by something, either a, an allergic type situation or something that, that the, the human or the animal gets into that causes the hives. Uh, they are um, 
helped with good blood oxygen and good blood flow to help clean out the area. So that's uh, that's what you would do. If you've got an area, for example, we've had some people that have had um, shingles and they'll get a patch of shingles on their torso and you treat that area uh, to help get good pulsing, good energy into the area, good blood flow into the area, good oxygenation, which helps relieve the pain. Um, type of situation that is caused quite often with hives or discomfort that can be there. So the protocol would be to treat the area if they're all over. If someone's got a, just a bunch of hives, then you maybe want to use the uh, use a mat and and put it on the back on the lung area and get good good health into the lungs, good support into the lungs and, and upper body, which can then go to the whole body. And uh, that was quite often the situation. And you've probably heard me say this when I first started, I would treat a horse, I would treat its torso and its neck and its hips and so forth. But I wouldn't necessarily go down the legs unless there was a problem. Because when I helped the, the blood flow of the body, where's it going to go? To the legs. And so you're doing that. Now, if they had a a spot on a knee or certainly a, a quarter crack or, or an abscess, then we want to go right to the hoof or right to the knee or the ankle and treat those areas directly. Still the whole body treatment. So we want to get good, help the body have good oxygen uptake in the body that then spreads to the whole body and helps everything. You don't, you know, I've had people that, you know, I, I, I my knee, but I can't, you know, I, for, for example, I have a pacemaker. My doctor says I have to have this thing a, a foot or so away from where I'm at. Well, you can treat their legs and get good blood oxygenation in the legs and good blood flow. And where is it going? It's going everywhere. So you're going to help everything. And, and so that's that's the situation. You don't have it's best if you have a sore back to treat the back and then treat more areas. But if you can't, for whatever that reason happens to be, treat the body, get the good blood flow, get the good oxygenation, then let it do its job because it does. It will do that, enhance everything, help the body be healthier, help the body better heal itself. Okay. All right. Uh, we have a sound on our end. Have you, we have a sound on our end. Have you tried refreshing the app? Huh? I don't know if they're talking about the broadcast app at this juncture. No. All right. We're good. Uh, new comments. Let's see if we have another comment. Terry Butler, my dog jumped off the deck, hurt his shoulder, done four 10-minute sessions, six hours apart, and almost limp-free. Love MagnaWave PMF. Thank you, Terry. And again, that's one of those situations that you got on it immediately. When we had our boxer, one of the first things we did when we got involved with PMF back in 2002, 2003, our, our boxer had hip dysplasia. And of course, the docs were saying, OK, well, you know, it's going to be a $1,500, $2,000 surgery. And then you're going to have to carry the dog around for six weeks. And then probably as it begins to heal, you're going to have to do the other hip as well because it's going to going to happen that way. And we started with the PMF and we never had to have the surgery. We went back to the doctors for other things and they're saying, what would you do? How's this dog having this situation with the hip dysplasia? Well, we just got kept the inflammation down, which allowed things to be tight and, and uh, in a better state. The dog, uh, it was a boxer, and the dog would get out in the yard, though, and chase a rabbit or chase the kids or try to jump the fence. And he could jump an eight-foot fence should he desire. And, and uh, it was we'd have to bring him in and treat him because he would get so excited he kind of bring things back into place and all of a sudden he needs uh, additional treatment and that's pretty much what happens a lot of time you know you, as we're talking about resilience and and recovery that's where it's at so the dog would go out and chase a rabbit uh, chase Gabe or Elaine and next thing you know uh, I've got a sore back and her sore hip and so we treat the dog for a few hours or at that time I had lower powered equipment and the dog would be feel fine and away we would go so you just got to realize that sometimes things require multiple treatments and uh, there you go. Um, okay, uh, Northern Lights talks about I have I get hives and use HydroWave, then the LZR, then the MagnaWave. Do what you need. What and you figure it out, and and people will share it. And you ask the question, and our wonderful practitioners will come up with what they have done to be successful for them. That goes back. We've all talked about this a million times. The headaches. We treat the lower head. We treat the the skull area, and then we treat feet which was a pure, um, <laughs> when we did that, it just, it just worked. And somebody said, well, my feet are kind of bothering me. And they had a headache and I was treating them for the headache. Then I treated her feet and she looked at me and she said, you know what? The headache felt better when you treated my neck and shoulders and head. But when she put it on my feet, it was almost like a total uh, release of what was going on. And that's what you want. 
And so we look at the feet like reflexology and you can do the same thing in your horses or your dogs. Treat their lower feet, treat that area because the, it, it, the energy is going in there, stimulating those areas uh, and helping the whole body and from a reflexology standpoint. Same thing when you talk about lasers and stimulating acupuncture points. You don't have to be right on the acupuncture point. If you know the area of the acupuncture point, you have the PEMF on there and you're around it and you're on top of it, you'll you'll be able to get that release and allow those uh, acupuncture points that are looking for working in various areas of the body to do their job. So that's, uh, um, and, and so why is it important to treat the bottom of the feet on in human and their middle if they have a certain issue example in their wrist. I always hear to treat the bottom, I always hear to do the bottoms of the feet. Well, that's kind of what I was just carrying, uh, sharing is from a reflexology standpoint, there's a lot of that, that reflexologists talk about and they how they work the feet and massage the feet and, and do that and stimulate those points and that helps rejuvenate things throughout the body. That's why we do that. Just do it, it works and it, it helps the overall uh, top type of situation. Um, it, 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 yes, and for example, uh, Moraine's talking about uh, feet and ears are connected and affect all parts of the body. One of the things that we've had people do with the LZR who maybe have some PTSD issues or they fight a little depression from time to time, we put the LZR right on the forehead for 30 seconds and then each ear as long as it, there's not covered by hair, certainly, but put it on the ear and the, the parts of the ear that help stimulate the brain and the mind and the sense of well-being, or we're approaching all of them. Then we'll put the large loop right over the head on the shoulders and treat the whole lungs, head and, and upper body in, in this fashion. And it works great for PTSD, people, people with horses with anxiety, same kind of situation. Uh, people with anxiety, you can get some great relief uh, utilizing some of the devices that we have. Okay, uh, Doug asked a question. I've ordered a Julian with a full body PMF travel mat. Delivery is delayed due to the challenges of obtaining a 20 settings plate in place of the dial. Any thoughts on when the part will arrive? Please thank Jamie Rocco for me. Jamie is doing a great job. She's awesome and spending a lot of time with me answering my many questions. Well, it, it, just as many people have in the COVID uh, world, as far as getting supplies or getting parts that they need, uh, we run into that as well and are working very hard to uh, source our parts and, and parts our manufacturers are working very hard to source their parts and to have what they need in order to do it. And uh, the, the, the scenario changes almost daily, uh, something that they've been looking for, they get it and they find it. And, and I was talking to one of the manufacturers the other day, there's one part uh, that is very beneficial to how they control the device. And because of COVID and because of what we're going on, the, the people that supply those parts allow them to buy six a day or 12 a day. And, and when you're doing hundreds a month, that's a tough number to, to deal with. And, and so that's what's, what's going on there. And we're trying very hard to, to stay on top of that. Our manufacturers are start working very hard to stay on top of that, but it's a problem that's just there. And uh, we're trying to deal with it. And, and believe me, when someone says, oh, I can, you know, I'll get your machines next, next week for you, or I'll do this, but I can only buy six of this part at a time. And uh, so that's that's a struggle, but that's what's going there. I don't know, uh, Doug, the exact situation with your uh, order because I'm not involved in that. Or I would call Jamie, or I'd call uh, you could call Lee at the office, uh, and and she can maybe give you an update and check with the manufacturer as to where they are exactly with that part that you're that you're that's being required for your device. Great question. Thank you. Sorry for the inconvenience, but as we all know, uh, things happen and go on in that in that fashion. Uh, you're welcome, Doug. Thank you for uh, for responding. Okay, let's go over here and see if anybody has. Uh, oh, yep, we got a couple of questions here. Bridget has a question. Uh, let me pull her up. Let's call Bridget. See if we can get her on the line. Good morning. Hey, Bridget. How are you? Pat Zemer here. I'm doing fine, Pat. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Do you have a question? Sure. Sure. Yes, I do. Hey, could you clarify, please? Um, 
you know, we've seen videos and some of us practitioners in the field have had this happen. And I just wanted your input. Um, understanding as far as uh, when using a tool, for example, let's just say the zoom pedal in a zoom box, um, treating a hoof, and then a dog or a pole lays down on the tool line, the lead itself that's going to the machine, and, um, and they do exhibit pulsation. So just for clarification, the entire tool, the entire tube of the tool is actually emitting the pulse. It's just it's concentrated where the, the tool end is, whether it's a pad or a loop or a paddle. That is correct. Well, that is correct. That is correct. Where the charge is going through the through the the line, if you will, or the or the cord, uh, an animal is very sensitive, much more sensitive than what we are in some of those cases. So a dog, my dog does it, uh, lays on the lays on the on the wire or the the cord part of the coil and not in the circle itself. So they feel some of that energy going through that and can cause them to feel the pulsing or even exhibit some pulsing. But the real value of the magnetic field comes out of the circle at the end of that wire. But uh, so if you were to coil that wire at some point and your cat lay on it or your dog lay on it, you've created a circle and they will get some pulsing, but there's only two wires there, not the seven or eight or however many are in the big coil or in the case of the paddle where it's wound out like a, a watch spring to where you get a much uh, more intense type of signal. But that's that's the situation there. Does that help? Yes, definitely does. It clarifies the the tool question because I believe somebody had posted a similar question on the certified right. Facebook right. page. Right. Okay. Sure. Good. Great. I really appreciate it, Pat. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bridget. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too, sir. Bye-bye. Okay. We, we have another one here. Let's call, this is Dion. She has a question about the LZR. Let's get her up here. See if we can get, there we go. Hello, this is Dion. Dion, Pat Zemer. Hi, Pat. Hey, I have a question about the LDR. Okay. So my daughter recently had surgery, mm -hmm. and so we were doing, treating her incision, um, and she's dark-skinned, and she says that it burns her. So after two seconds, she doesn't want to do it. She's like, no, that burns me. I don't want it, you know, and it's uncomfortable. So I was like, well, we'll do it a little further away and kind of do that kind of a painting motion, but she still says it's too hot, way too hot. Well, have, it, have you, is there something I can do? Darker skin, those with a, with a darker complexion certainly absorb more heat as, as we know that with a black car. You get into our black leather in a, in a car seat. I mean, it can really get hot quickly when a white seat or a tan seat or a gray seat will not as, as rapidly. Mm -hmm. So in that case with her, and of course, you know, uh, how old is she? 26. Oh, okay. So uh, I would, if you've got to hold it uh, three or four inches off of the tissue, uh, she's still getting some light and she will get the heat value of what's going on. But it's really difficult to overcome the, the uh, contact with the skin. And if it's a darker uh, complexion, uh, how that is absorbed and the comfort level that's there. There's really not a lot you can do about that if it's uncomfortable to her. I would simply say also that if that's the case, don't worry about the light. Use the magnet. Yeah, and, yeah, that's what we've been doing so far. Yeah, <laughs> and, and just approach it from that perspective. But if, if necessary, you could hold that light a few inches away and, again, do the painting motion. If you if you held it a couple of inches away and just moved it pretty quick. I mean, you don't have to mm -hmm. uh, let it sit there at all and, and see if yeah. that gives her any uh, better experience. Okay, thank you. Um, I'm sorry if you have if you have a moment. I do have one extra sure. question about it. Go right ahead. Um, so the LDR is meant to not heat, not create heat. 
but it itself actually gets pretty hot. No, well, it, it, it by virtue of being red light therapy and the wattage of the device will produce heat. Uh, and in, and part of their, their, when they registered those devices with the FDA, they rest, registered them as heat devices as well as light devices. So it does okay. fit, it does fit the heat element uh, of what it's doing because it really produces heat uh, at the same right. time that it's providing the benefit of the light to the tissue. So, but it is, okay. yeah, it is registered Thank in that fashion. Thank okay. you for that clarification. Perfect. Okay, you're welcome. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Okay. Let's see. Miss, okay, let me get Kathy up here. This is a question I may need to do some research on. See, uh, let me bring her up. This will probably be we're down to just a couple of minutes, so we'll take this call, make sure there's not any other questions, and then we'll uh, go on from there. Hello. Hello, Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave. Hi, how are you? I'm great. You have a question. Can you describe um, that to me a little bit? Okay, I have a friend with a puppy who has a um, has a difficulty walking all four legs. Okay. And they think it's similar to myasthenia gravis, but they're still doing testing to figure out what's going on. Okay. Um, how can uh, can MagnaWave help that, and how would be best to do that? Well, you know, you would simply probably do go over the top line uh, of the spine and the nerves of the animal. You could do the individual shoulders and hips in order to get some good energy in there. But if there's a problem, it, it's either an, an inflammation problem in the in the nerve areas that's causing some debilitating results and and, uh, and causing the causing the issue. I can't empirically say that, yes, we can treat that type of situation receives this energy very well and the dog is able to help itself improve itself more rapidly. But I can say uh, pretty clearly that by improving the blood oxygenation and the blood flow to the body can help uh, the body heal many or at least deal with those types of situations. We don't know what's causing it. Is it something that's being caused chemically uh, in the body, something that or for whatever reason is causing it, that needs to be dealt with as well. So if there's a medication process that the docs are going to use, then we can come back with our type of energy relief and energy improvement, these types of signals, it can be beneficial. But whatever is causing it, uh, directly is the thing that we have to try to deal with. And if we can't get to that, then it's going to be hard to to get the results that we're looking for. Okay, that's that's the problem. They're still working on trying to figure out but you're not, um, why you, this is happening. Exactly. And, and But for you to treat while they're doing that and to give the dog some relief, if the dog gets relief when you treat and maybe it's a little bit more mobile or, or can maybe walk a little better at that point, how often are you treating? Um, we haven't really started yet. She lives quite a ways away from me, yeah, there you and go. Uh, I, I gave her some practitioner people's uh, names and numbers to, uh, you know, try to try to get them involved in it. Um, but uh, she, uh, you know, she's trying everything she can do. She's well, you know, with dogs. That that's a perfect indication of the. Uh, uh, rental program that we have where she could for not for not a lot of money she could get a hold of a of a machine have it in her home start using it on the animal and using it daily which would probably be more beneficial than once a week and, and so that might be something that you want to explore with your uh, um, mm -hmm. uh, with your uh, product specialist and and maybe help this type of situation out if they're if they're up for doing that if they if they don't have a practitioner that's close to them that they could get to that'd be the ideal thing if it's a long way for you and there is a practitioner nearby that could treat them a couple of times to see if that gives the dog some relief and, and um, helps it improve a little bit then that could that could be beneficial and then at that point they could rent a machine and then decide what they want to do down the way Okay, I just uh, kind of wanted to know what machine would be best to use it. Um, actually, in that, how big is the dog? It's just a puppy. It's only, uh, it's only three months old. Oh, I would say, I, I would say anything. I, I would say the the uh, the Spiro, uh, the Semi, 
uh, the sole, any of those devices would be certainly appropriate uh, in that type situation on a very moderate setting since it is a puppy, even though they'll take a lot of energy. My little dog is four years old and weighs four and a half pounds and, and loves to get treated. Uh, when it, when, and we can tell when it's not feeling good because it, it, it doesn't come to the coil unless it has need for the coil. <laughs> and, and so that type okay. situation. So any of the any of the devices, they certainly wouldn't have to go, you know, towards a big, a big, very powerful device because that's not what we're dealing with. Okay. Okay. Nope. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Kathy. Have a great day. Bye bye. Yeah. You too. Bye. Okay. Oh. We got one more. Leslie's here. She's got a question about guidelines and headaches. So let's see if we can get Leslie on the phone. Wow, we're over on the time, but we're gonna take these, uh, let's see. Okay. Hello. Hey, Pat Zemer here with Magnaway. How are you? Hi, Pat, good. Um, so my friend's 84-year-old mom just fell, broke her hip on Sunday. She had a hip replacement yesterday. Oh. And he mentioned he'd like me to um, start treating her. So um, I was wondering how many times a week um, and length of time would be indicated for um, treating a new hip replacement. Okay, I would start as soon as they're, as, as soon as a doc is comfortable. Uh, if you're dealing with a doctor on it, on a very mild setting, the biggest challenge I've seen with people and and uh, who are older is that it's a totally new feeling to them and a totally new thing, and it and sometimes it's it's a little hard to wrap your head around and understand what's going on. Uh, but if you start at a very moderate moderate setting, and uh, I would say uh, particularly the first couple of times, three to five minutes. Uh, and then as they become more comfortable and you can deal with it, you could certainly go to where you could be treating that area six, eight, 15 minutes. Uh, uh, and, and again, based on where you are and how well it works out, um, a couple times a week would be very beneficial to help that comfort level be there and uh, uh, help them feel better and help them recover in a, in a, in a better fashion. The body will certainly be at, up for recovery. Okay, um, and a second question. On the rent to rent program, my sister just had her shoulder replaced uh, like two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I'm in Colorado and she's in California. It, if you do the rent to rent, does somebody have to be where you can deliver the machine to them? No, it can be sent to them. It can be sent to them. It's got a full okay. manual. Everything is there. Uh, you can call them and tell them how to use it once they have it and discuss it with them and maybe sit with them on the phone during the first uh, or uh, FaceTime or something during their first uh, few sessions so they can better understand it as, as to how they're using it. And uh, we've seen a lot of a lot of success with that for people to to help. And they only need it as long in, in many cases as, as long as they need it to help their recovery. Um, but what happens in period, you know, you know, sometimes people say that and then next thing you know, I, I'm going to keep this. Okay, well, that's fine. It's good for you. <laughs> it's good for, for everybody. But uh, yeah, call your uh, product specialist and uh, tell them what you're interested in doing and they'll, they'll certainly help you out. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Well, it's uh, after one o'clock here on the east uh, east side of the states. We got a lot of folks with us on Castbox this morning. We certainly uh, appreciate that. We appreciate all of you who are with us on uh, Facebook and YouTube. Uh, great questions again today. I hope it was uh, uh, helped you learn something and pick up some some other ideas as to if you're in this as a business that you can employ to your business. If you're looking for health and wellness uh, things that you can do. Uh, it's certainly available to you here. Remember that you can uh, uh, go to Alexa and get the daily briefing from myself or from Elaine, whoever it is. Uh, uh, go to Alexa, go to uh, uh, tips and I forget what it's under, uh, skills, and you can get the daily briefing from Magnaway that you just asked for it in the morning. If you uh, have a Roku app or a Fire app or an Apple TV, uh, search out biohacking wellness and you can see uh, 
uh, Biohacking Wellness TV, where you can see past episodes of Magnawave Office Hours. There's a whole section on laser or light therapy, a session on mind therapy, so a section or a TV channel. So a lot of that's out there on Biohacking Wellness on your Fire TV, Roku, uh, Android uh, app or your Apple TV. So check that out as well. And uh, we're certainly glad to be here with you. We'll, let's see, next week is Tuesday before MagnaCon. I'm not sure we'll be here Tuesday because we'll be getting ready for MagnaCon. But if it works out and that we can pull that schedule together, I will be back here with you next Tuesday for another edition of MagnaWave Office Hours, uh, answering your questions and uh, helping you wave on to better health and wellness. And I encourage you to do that. Wave on and have a great day. And we love you guys. And thanks you for being here. Bye-bye.